Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. And I want to say a big welcome back to our pastor, Tommy Metter, on episode 214. I am back. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. I felt, felt like, like I forever, was forever, man. Yeah, I would tell you what, man. That, I think that was the longest international trip I've been on. Wow. It was, uh, and, and, and then the flight was like 36 hours it, or something it, along that line. We flew for 14 days, it felt like. Well, the flight, I mean, just when you think about all the, I don't know how long it was once you figure out all the connections and layovers. So. Yeah. Coming back, well, going, we flew from Charleston to D.C., which is about an hour, had a little layover, and we flew from D.C. to Tokyo, which that's the 15-hour flight. Okay. And then from Tokyo to Fukuoka, which is about an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So that's, I don't know, 18 hours of flying. You put throw the layovers in. I mean, it's at least 24 hours. You're the layovers where you, I mean, everybody said, because we went to Swaziland, took us yeah. three days. Yeah. But the layovers are just as wearing out as yeah. everything we else, were, you know. I so. mean, we were very fortunate to not to have layovers that were timed to just right wow like we, didn't, awesome. we didn't have any like there you know i've been on some international trips where you'll sit in an airport for nine ten hours for a layover that's what we did yeah, yeah. we had um now i was kind of concerned that a couple of our layovers were going to be too short and we're, we're coming back from um japan when we came back into tokyo it was we were we were we were hustling to get to that that connecting flight, but we you're made glad it. I wasn't along. Oh man, it was we made it, but um, so the Lord. so they you know there was a couple of close calls with connections, but they were good layovers. I mean, we didn't have to sit in the airport for ten hours, so I was very thankful. But I, mean, I tell you what, that kind of that kind of travel just it just the older you get, the more it wears on your body. And now we complain about that, and they used to take three to six months to get to. Yeah, the you, field, I, you think so. about Lottie Moon yeah. and those Hadnarum mm. Judson, those pioneer missionaries that they would get on a boat. And just pray to God that they got. I mean, literally. Yeah, they would. You don't know if you're going to make it or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, the number of people that died, you know, traveling and, you know, traveling the Atlantic by ship. Mm-hmm. Man. You, I mean, you think about, you know, the days before you had radar, didn't know if it was going to storm or not. I mean, right. you try to time it by the seasons because you know which seasons are the stormy seasons, which seasons are not. Oh, I can't imagine. That's wild. Well, and people do that all the time. Yeah, and and the whole thing was is that they went with the idea that they would never come back. You know, they yeah, they right. pretty much said goodbye, right. their goodbyes. That's it right. was over. And uh, but anyway, we yeah. we do have these opportunities, and thank the Lord, the International Mission Board has changed in the last thirty years, probably yeah. because they used to discourage people come from coming to the mission field. Yeah, now they and, want you to come. And yeah, help now and they encourage it. So it, it's been a real big change. That's what's so wild. Seismic you think about change. you think about how you 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 travel to Japan and you realize how small the world is. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I mean. Yes, it's a pain in the tail to travel for 24 hours, wherever it was. But, man, within a day, we're there. You mm-hmm. get on a plane, and you, you, you just sit there. Yeah. Watch a few movies, take a nap, and boom, next thing you know, you're in Tokyo. Yeah. That's a wild thought. And you then, have waves breaking yeah. over. And then, you know, the real, and I, I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but you, you, you sit here because the first part of our trip was with these these missionaries. And um, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm seeing people that I've met in other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I didn't know you were in Japan now. And, and just, you know, just wow. like you're reminded how small the world is and how we're all connected in some mm-hmm. way. It's just, it's just wild. So that 
leads me to today we are going to be talking about japan this yeah. is uh, on episode 214 so do get your friends to listen it's going to be an interesting one well, with so. facebook twitter well, it'll be them. fun to reflect on the trip yeah and, yeah and, share and some things. let them know this is yeah. a good one to listen to yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know when i think of japan uh, i was telling y'all earlier my uncle was stationed in okinawa and brought my mom back a tea set from uh Japan, and she still has that to this day. Yeah. And then uh, I raced motorcycles. So uh, when I was younger, and Yamaha was the big deal, and we, you know, we'd have the Yamaha people yeah. come over and meet us because my dad owned a motorcycle shop down on Meeting Street Road, a Yamaha yeah. shop. I didn't and ride motorcycles, but in our living room growing up, we had a Yamaha Grand Piano, and we love Yamaha musical yeah. instruments yeah. for the same reason. Um, but anyway, it's weird the, that they make. I don't know how that works. And motorboat engine. Well, that, that kind of matches. They make everything. Well, the pianos and motorcycles don't. <laughs> I don't know who Mr. Yamaha is. They started with pianos, by the way, and that's the why the Yamaha symbol is 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 tuning forks. Well, look at the, you. You know more than I do. Yeah. Anyway. Well, how, I, yeah, that's curious. So, so Mr. Yamaha, I guess he liked a piano, and he yeah, and he had a said, "Hey, let's of, race a little bit too." Not? I don't know. Why not? Anyway, so that's my main connection to Japan. So it's going to be exciting to to <laughs> hear Yamaha what, what God is your main, doing. And I guess that was my mine was a Yamaha piano. That was my major connection yeah. to Japan. Yeah. So yeah, well. Uh, and we have we have made friends with uh, Dr. Don Broker, who's uh, uh, done a great opportunity, yeah, gives yeah, great, yeah. great opportunities. We've actually had him on the show before, and and um, anyway, it's been a blessing too. You know, yes. this is random stuff, yeah, because you got me thinking about pianos. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, those, those Yamaha pianos, they make them in Japan, and so I think in Korea and somewhere else that the Yamaha pianos are produced. But but uh, pianos made in Japan, just in general, are mm-hmm. some of the best pianos in the world. Mm-hmm. They are. There's no doubt. Yeah. When we went, when we bought our piano for our church, when I was in Utahville first, what we wanted, nothing would do. We wanted a grand, not a mini grand. Yeah. We wanted a grand, yep. and it had to be Yamaha. Yeah. That was the idea. So. The piano I have now is a Kawai, which is produced in Korea. Oh, boy. It was a good piano. But anyway, okay, we got to get on the other things. All right, yeah. Pastor. Well, yeah. we're going to be talking about Japan today, so um, I don't know if you want to give an introduction yeah, so at this I just point. Wanted, okay, so, so if you're part of the Northwood family... <clears throat> Uh, this Sunday night in our church yeah. at 6 o'clock, we're going to have a, a big time of celebration because we've sent out teams all Amen. over the place this summer, which has been really cool because we had a couple years that it was difficult for us to do that. When COVID hit and um, and the world shut down, mm-hmm. uh, we had a hard time getting into different countries. Uh, you think we, we, we had been going back and forth to Indonesia uh, with one of our missionaries there. Um, well, that, that stopped because we couldn't get into right. Indonesia. Um, you know, for years I've been going back and forth to Russia and we've taken several teams from our church to Russia. Uh, then COVID happened, but only COVID, the Russian, uh, Ukrainian conflict. Right. I mean, we can't get there. Who right. knows if we'll ever be able to get there anymore. Uh, China, I've been to China a number of times and well, COVID happened and ain't, ain't none of us going back to China because, right. you know, they just have really cracked down on, on Christianity mm-hmm. and, and mission work. And so we'll, it's likely that. It'll, it'll, it'll take a miracle of God, which God is certainly able to perform that miracle, to open those doors back up for us right. to be able to return there. And so all these different opportunities that we had to partner with our missionaries, to partner with local churches in different contexts, I mean, COVID really kind of shut some of that down. And we had to, at our church, you know, um, we had to kind of rethink going forward, what is it going to look like to be on the field? We were able to send last year a team back to Indonesia, uh, which was which was good. And we'll probably continue to send teams to Indonesia as the Lord uh allows us to because our worship leader, his brother, is um, right. an IMB missionary there, and so we want to support him. Um, but but I think a door is opening for us to do some more extended work in Japan because, you know, I have some connections there yeah. from past, right. from friends, and, um, and, and there's great need there. 
And so, you know, um, I, I want to look at just real quick, just some, some five, you know, reflections, I guess, mm-hmm. that, that, to help us think through uh, this trip. Now, uh, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself again. Uh, I've got lots I'm thinking about. But this Sunday night, we're going to celebrate all the different mission trips that our church took over the summer, Japan being one of those things, one of those trips. And we had a team that go, went to Dominican Republic, uh, Boston, West Virginia. Uh, there were some local things that we did this mm-hmm. summer that we want to celebrate. And so all of these different teams are kind of an opportunity to share. But but because we're celebrating all of these different teams on Sunday night, obviously we can't take a lot of time with each team. It's going to be boom, 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 15 mm-hmm. minutes for each team to kind of give a, a report and, and, and share some things with us, and we have, to, we have to move on for the sake of time. And so I thought it would be good to take some extended time on the podcast yeah. to talk about Japan and, and talk through these five reflections that I have um, just based off of this trip. So let's, let's just jump right into it. All right, the pops. first one is this, and I think we've known this for a long time, but anyway, uh, lostness is the greatest problem that the world faces. Yeah. So the greatest problem isn't economic. There's mm-hmm. lots of economic problems. You go anywhere in the world, uh, you're probably going to see a lot of poverty and things like that. Or you think about some of these impoverished nations, mm-hmm. you have health care issues and what have you. You think about uh, issues of, of, of racism across the globe or whatever it is. Right. Right. There's lots of problems in our world. Well, we have lots of problems in our world because our world is fallen and broken. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that stems to a sin issue. And so at the end of the day, it really is. I mean, the, the greatest problem in the world is lostness, mm-hmm. right? And when the gospel goes forward in a culture, you see signs of hope. You see light. Oh, yeah. Right? And you, you see, and historically, when you think about the mission work that, that um, we have done as Southern Baptist, you think about the International Mission Board, which is as a Southern Baptist church who we partner with mm-hmm. for international missions. We support financially. We support by going and, and working alongside our missionaries, um, and sending. We and send sending. I, I was about to say, from our church, we have people who have served with the IMB over the years. We took on this particular trip uh, two college students, well, one's a recent graduate from college and one's still in college, who are <clears throat> who are, who are um, looking to um, partner with IMB and go themselves mm-hmm. uh, as missionaries. We had another couple of college students that are thinking through maybe next summer going back and partnering with IMB missionaries and spending six to eight weeks wow, on the field in Japan. Awesome. So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, there's this there's this relationship we have with the International Mission Board that that is really really good and really powerful. And so the International Mission Board, which we again support and partner with, it is the the largest missions sending agency in the world. And what's so cool now um, is that you have um, missionaries we send out from our country, mm-hmm. and it has been his, historically over the last I don't know hundred years or so uh, that the United States was the largest um, or the the country that sent the most missionaries. Right. Well, we're 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 um, we still probably send more missionaries collectively than any other country, but but what's happened now is that uh, more missionaries collectively are sent, being sent out uh, from the world than they are in the United States. So we call it world majority. Right. Uh, that that you have more missionaries being sent out by uh, various populations now than just the United States. And so what's happening with the IMB is now that the IMB is partnering with other nationalities to send. So it might be now that on a IMB team. You have United States citizens, right, mm-hmm. who are missionaries in our churches who have been sent out alongside of a missionary that's been sent out from China yeah. or somewhere else. So it's really cool what God is doing, right? Um, but all that, you know, is, is happening because we see that the, uh, the world's greatest problem is lostness. And, and historically what IMB would do, it'd go into some of these really lost places, and they would do a lot of humanitarian work. 
right? Mm-hmm. Hospitals, right, schools, right. things like that. And those things will provide a lot of hope, right? Mm-hmm. We don't focus so much on that with IMB anymore as we do uh, church planting and those kinds of things. But but all that is say, when, when, when missionaries get in there and people come to faith in Christ and and um, and 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 humanitarian efforts are, are taking place for the sake of the gospel. Lives get changed. That's right. And light begins to shine in these dark places. But but it, it being there was a reminder that lostness is the greatest problem in the world. And here's why, Trey. This was really interesting to me. Um, Japan is um, one of the most unreached places on the face of the planet, which is wild. You go over to Japan. It it is a beautiful country. Mm-hmm. It's very modern, very safe. Um, um, you know, I love the United States of America. I love my country. But in a lot of ways, you go over to Japan and you see that in, in some areas, they've progressed technologically or whatever, uh, probably a little bit more than we have in some mm-hmm. ways. You know, it's just a really fascinating culture. Uh, they're very success-driven people, uh, very big on education um, and all those kind of things. The, the, they work long hours. Um, um, and so, you know, this this culture that's so uh, advanced and so driven by success and, and you know and and really big on education uh, what they're not big on is faith in Jesus Christ wow. mm. one of the most unreached peoples on the face of the planet less than two percent of the people there uh, profess Christ as Lord so what that means is and we talked about this Sunday morning when you walk the streets of Japan and you look in the eyes of people just about right every person you look at, is on their way to an eternal hell. Mm. That's mind-boggling. It hurts. We talked about Sunday. I shared this 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 uh, stat from last year that in the region we were in um, last year, uh, our missionaries they they saw seven people come to faith in Christ and baptized. Seven. That, well, yeah, praise God for that. Seven. Seven. That ain't a lot of people. Mm. My heavens. You know what I'm saying? In, hard, in a city of 1.5 million people, seven people ain't a lot. I mean, that's praise God, and you pray for multiplication of that, right? Right. Um, uh, but but you also think about, right, just seven people and the number of people. I mean, at our church last year, we baptized well over 40 people. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do 40 to 50, maybe more this year, right? right? And right. that, you know, and, and then you think about other churches in Charleston. I mean, um, there were hundreds of people in the right, Charleston area, or yeah. maybe thousands, who knows? But there were tons of people last year in the Charleston area that came to faith in Jesus Christ and were baptized. Right. Fukuoka? Seven. That's that's a that's that's. I mean, Ivy's baptized seven in Boston. Just right, that, right, one right. In one church, right, yeah. and, and and that's one of the most unreached cities in our nation. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's a wild stat, and so you you think about just the need there mm. that that it is it is it is lost. It is lost. It is. It's a great place to visit. Lots of fun. Beautiful city. But man, there is there is great need there. And so and, so so do when it comes to Americans, yeah. Uh, what is their response to us? I mean, are they uh, are they okay with us as long as we keep our trap shut about the no, Lord, I mean, or they well, just don't no. care? And that's the thing. Um, we 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 um, found the people there to be just very hospitable. I mean, and, and I found that, and you have too, portraying your travels, yeah, certainly all over the world. Yeah, um, you know, it seems like uh, in other nations that that hospitality is just a really really high. Uh, value that lots of different nations have, and I would say that would probably be the case in Japan too. I mean, uh, people that we met, and 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 that's part of their culture, yeah. It right is. now, now what what we've learned about the Japanese people just in our time there and before we went is that you know uh, they're the kind of people that are going to keep to themselves. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we as Americans have a reputation around the world, just who we are, being kind of loud, obnoxious people. Yeah. yeah. And we just are. I mean, that's just, I and, and not, yeah, not in a bad way necessarily. I mean, I think people from other nations might think it's a bad way, but, <laughs> but we're just loud. We like to talk. We like to cut up. I mean, yell you across know, the hallway. Yell across yeah. the hallway. That's yeah. just, that's just, we're just loud and obnoxious. That's who we are. Where, where in Japan, that's not the case. I mean, it, it is eerily quiet. Really? You get on the subway and you've got all these people and nobody's saying anything. Wow. They've got their face in their phones or they're reading the paper or whatever the case may be. You walk the streets, nobody's looking in your eye and saying hello. I mean, it, people are eerily quiet. They just kind of keep to themselves, right? And so what we what we talked with the missionaries about and kind of learned is that, you know, um, they're, 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 there's not really um, – you know, this emphasis on building deep relationships. Now, everybody on the face of the planet longs for relationships, mm-hmm. but it's just not emphasized there. Right. And so that's why you have there this, this sense of hopelessness. That's why, you know, in Japan, um, uh, the suicide rate is one of the highest in the world uh, because there's this hopelessness that exists. And a lot of that stems to this reality. They're so success-driven, right, that there really is this lack of, of deep, meaningful relationships. That doesn't mean they're not friendly, Mm-hmm. They are extremely friendly. When you actually begin to strike up a conversation with someone, now you're going to need an interpreter to do that because you can't speak their language. But when you begin to strike up a conversation with someone, I mean, they're they're friendly, they're polite, but a lot of it is just real surface, right? Yeah. And so, so um, you know, we were in a park and we were able to have some gospel conversations and, and got into some really great conversations. We were able to pray with some people. They were open to those conversations. Mm-hmm. But you have to wonder, are they open to the conversations because they're just being polite? Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like they're they're hearing it because they know it's the polite thing to do to listen and not cut you off and argue with you. Um, you have to trust that God is at work. Obviously, yeah. I mean, he, people are getting saved. So people got saved last year, but but just culturally, everything's real surfacey, and 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 they're they're certainly friendly. Um, but but the emphasis on relationships isn't there. Like maybe it might be in our culture. Um, it's it's just different. Yeah, it's, it's just different. And so, so kind of seeing the spirit of God break through that, and and you think about um, over the course of the last hundred years or so, you know, there have been missionaries. There've been lots of missionaries in Japan. Mm-hmm. There've been mission work. Um, we it, haven't ignored it or anything. No, it hasn't yeah. been ignored. Uh, but it just seems like every time the gospel has gone forward there a bit, it's just kind of fizzled out a bit, right? That's just been historically a very hard place to reach. Mm-hmm. So. So lostness is the greatest problem. But number two, we have amazing missionaries who are serving. Yeah, so that's what's really cool. We we were there, and the first part of our trip, we ministered to uh, the missionaries who are there, our IMB missionaries. Mm-hmm. We we did, um, our, a lot of our, our volunteers did, did child care, care for their students, and did vacation Bible school with them, all those kinds of things. I had the opportunity to preach on, on several occasions to our missionaries, about 100 of them. Um, I led some some breakout sessions where I actually taught um, biblical teaching and preaching and how to develop Bible studies and sermons oh, and all wow, that kind of stuff. It was great. a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I had, a, had a great time with that. Um, but anyway, what what was really cool is you've got a lot of um, so what's happened in, in Japan with RMB missionaries is for a lot, lot of time for a long time our IMB work there was kind of stagnant, mm-hmm. but over the last five or six years the number of missionaries in that country from from us from our IMB missionaries has grown a lot. And so we have this really a new force of missionaries that are there in Japan. Um, you know, a hundred or so people. Now they need more. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but a lot of these, these missionary families are young, mm. you know, in their twenties, early thirties. Um, and uh, they're amazing. They, they have answered the call of God to give their lives to serving uh, a very hard to reach people. 
and and these missionaries that are there, they're amazing, but they're real, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're struggling with the same things we are, right? For they're sure. trying to figure out marriage. They have young children trying to figure out what it means to parent, and and do it in a different culture. And so you can imagine some of the challenges. They're trying to learn what it means to minister on a team, and so all these challenges they're facing that are that are similar to the challenges we face here, obviously, because they're human, but but living out those challenges in a foreign context. They're amazing people who need a lot of prayer mm-hmm. and a lot of support because they're, they're doing a really um, difficult job. And, 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 and what our missionaries are struggling with right now, uh, in these, these younger ones who are just getting on the field who've been there a year or two, they're struggling with language because wow. the Japanese language, I mean, it, it's hard. Like, I, I, I was there for, for almost two weeks. You know how many Japanese words I know? Um, I guess one, oh, one. Konnichiwa, Konnichiwa. Hello, that's all. I mean, because I mean, they talk so fast. Yeah. And, you know, kind of like I talk fast. I get that, but um, <laughs> but you know, it's just that the language. You know, I, I went to you know Russia for years, and Russian is a very difficult language. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you know, I was able to pick up some th- some words and mm-hmm. learn. And I and I feel like if I were to go to Russia today, I'm not fluent in Russian at all. But I, I can get by. Right. I know enough Russian vocabulary where I can, I can fake my way through. And, and knowing and com- Greek didn't hurt, did it? Yeah, I mean, no, not, yeah. it really didn't. So, but, but Japanese language is just, and the alphabet, obviously, is it's all symbol. Yeah, and it's very I don't difficult. There's, I don't know. There's 10 million characters. And so these missionaries, not 10 million, but you, know, you get that. Yeah. Uh, these missionaries are, are really struggling just to learn the language. Now, they're making progress, obviously, but that's a big deal. If they're mm-hmm. going to live there, they got to know the language. And so they're, they're in language school. They're giving their time to that. Uh, and so just knowing that we have amazing, amazing missionaries who are serving who need our prayers because they, they've got real life struggles because they're human. And they have families, and then the struggle of learning a language so they can actually share the gospel in that language. It's a really big deal. So we, we really need to continue to pray um, diligently. Pray for, for the Lord to give them the gift of tongues. Well, the gift I'm of tongues even, as far as speaking the, I, the Japanese I'm not language. Kidding. Absolutely. I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm one of those that believes that that is probably what yeah, we're talking about. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. for the purpose of missions, I mean, yeah. it's so important that they're yeah, able to speak yeah, the language because yeah. if they can't speak the heart language. Yeah, it's a challenge. Yeah. It's a challenge. So, yeah, anyway. All right, number three. Along. We need more missionaries who are willing to give their lives in gospel ministry. Yeah, so I just had it up. Let me see again here. So we have on the field there in Japan, um, um, you know, 100 or so of our missionaries right. from the IMB. Now there's other mission organizations there, so I don't know the grand total of people who are in Japan for the sake of the gospel. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's more than just our 100. Um, but here's the deal. Uh, I just pulled up the population of Japan, 125.7 million. That's a lot of people. One hundred missionaries. I mean, we're only we can only be responsible for our own missionaries, right? You right? Know, right? That's right. all we can do. Well, we yeah, but all that to say, I mean, wow. you know, um, man, we really need more people to go. Oh, whether man. whether it's is people who are going to give their lives for the sake of the gospel and and live there and serve there, um, or just short term teams. I mean. That, a hundred missionaries ain't gonna cut it. That's not gonna get the work done, right? And so, so just pray that mm. um, you know. The, Jesus said the harvest is plentiful. He he wants to draw people from Japan to Himself. Mm-hmm. And when we are, you know, Revelation chapter seven, when we are before the throne of God someday, there will be people, a multitude of people. I believe multitude, yeah. Uh, that 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 are Japanese people. So so God wants to save. The harvest is plentiful. But what, Trey? The laborers are few. are few. So pray for the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers, right? Mm-hmm. And so so just making that more of a, um, you know, a concerted well, prayer effort to be praying for people to answer that call, to be uh, 
vocationally serving on mission or short term, whatever it looks like. We we need to we need to go. We you need know, to go. You know, throughout the years, China has been uh, our. I mean, really a focus point. Obviously, it's not now uh, in the way that we understand. Yeah. But uh, we've had we've had results in China. Yeah, a lot well, of that's results. That's the beauty. That, Hundreds of millions yeah, come yeah, to Christ. That's the beauty of, of China. And right? then we get we go just across. You know the little uh, water there, and there we have Japan, and we've just always struggled. And yeah. I don't mean Southern Baptists. I mean everyone has struggled. Yeah. And hopefully uh, that's so, going to change. Yeah. I mean, you pray to God that will change. But there, there was just a unique season in China where the Spirit of God was very gracious in mm-hmm. that country, where millions of people. Um, I mean, it's it's just, it's a remarkable story. Now we had we still had missionaries in there until recently because it's just such a vast country, mm-hmm. right? You have I don't know. Um, over a billion in population in China or something like that. I mean, it's just, it's just an un- unreal amount of people. Um, and so there was still that that need there. But but now that, you know, a lot of that missionary presence has been pulled out, we're fully confident that the church is going to thrive in China. Why? Because there's lots of Chinese believers, yeah. right, um, who are serving God. For, and there's persecution there and all those kinds of things. But, you know, uh, oftentimes the church thrives, mm-hmm. not dwindles, but thrives in persecution. And that's one of the differences between China in Japan is is there's not that sense of persecution in Japan. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's a wide open, free country. Believe what you want to believe, and and and, and again, just just what it is. A lot of times, um, uh, Christianity thrives in places where it's threatened and persecuted, and becomes complacent in places where it's not. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. That, uh, oh yeah, and we've seen that we've again. seen that even in the states, of course, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of we. I mean, I'm very thankful for our, our free country and all those kind of things, but it's just reality. With that lack of persecution, oftentimes the church becomes complacent, and so I wonder if that's you know kind of some of the difference between China and Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but so. we but we are praying for that kind of work of the Spirit in Japan, and again, we just need people who are willing to to go. Amen. All right, number four, we have a tremendous opportunity to partner in Japan. Yeah, and, and we do. So that that's the plan for us. We're mm-hmm. we're talking with our missionaries there and it may it maybe we go back to Fukuoka, and maybe we go to Tokyo. There's such great need there that that we're really trying to determine now what's wise for us as a church as far as pursuing opportunities there. What's the wisest course of action for us? And so you're going to hear about it. If you're part of our faith family, you're going to hear about opportunities to go back to Japan, to do street ministry, to do uh, training with local believers, to do to do all kinds of things. And so I want you to be open to that. Amen. It, it's, a, it's, it's a great trip, right? I mean, it's it's not a cheap trip. You've got to pay for airfare and all that kind of stuff. And, and I get that. So there's, there's a financial sacrifice. There's obviously a time sacrifice because you have to take off a, you know, your vacation time from work to go to Japan. But what an opportunity we're going to have <clears throat> over the years to go to this place that is highly unreached, a beautiful country with beautiful people, uh, people who are very polite and very uh, um, uh, uh, open to conversation at least. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Again, I don't know what all is going on in their hearts, but I don't know what's going on in anybody's heart. Um, and, and what an opportunity to go and experience that culture, but then to play a part in God's plan to reach that culture. Uh, and it, I mean, it's a very historic culture. I mean, mm-hmm. it's an old, old culture, and just uh, it's just a really, really neat place to go. And to now know that we can go to this neat place with 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 purpose, mm-hmm. uh, with 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 gospel ambition is really, really amazing. So I want you, if you're listening and you're part of our faith family at Northwood, to be praying about how God might use you in Japan and to be willing to go. So where are we? We are already planning for next year. Is yeah, what you're saying? Okay. Absolutely. Okay. I don't know specifics, obviously. Yeah, of course Dates not. or anything like that. But that's the plan. Our plan is so, to send multiple teams over the years to Japan for the sake of the gospel. That's what we want to do. So we encourage you to begin say, "Hey, Lord, how can you use me?" Yep. How can you use me? Amen. Go ahead and put some money away. 
you know, begin praying, whatever the case may be, yeah. you're going to hear opportunities coming up over the next few months. Begin begging, you begging your begging, begging grandma, cash, whatever, you know, whatever right? it takes. Amen. Um, yeah. So, amen. And number five, we have a tremendous opportunity to do gospel ministry here in the Low Country. Yes, we do. So, and that's the the beauty of going on these trips. That every time I go, um, whether it's to uh, Russia, Japan, China, Cambodia, where, wherever I've been, is I'm acutely aware of the lostness there, obviously, but mm-hmm. then come back with an acute awareness of we've got problems right here, too. Mm, there are people yes. right here in the low country uh, that are, are far from Jesus, and I want to be faithful where I am today uh, because I'm a missionary, yeah. right? You are, too. We All are. Of us. If we're That's called exactly by Jesus, right. if we're saved, we're missionaries. We're called to make disciples wherever we are. And where I am today, where I am this week, this month, this year, I am in Charleston, South Carolina. I have a responsibility right here to be on uh, on mission for Jesus. And so I don't want to lose sight of that. I, I love to travel. I love to go to these foreign contexts and be a part of what God is doing there and support our missionaries and all those kind of things. But but I want to have just as much a passion Amen. for doing it right here and. And, and every time I go on these trips, I'm reminded that, man, there, there, there's a work to be done right where I am. I want to be faithful to that work. Amen. Well, Pastor, thank you for sharing and uh, give us your heart for, after you've been to Japan. And our prayer is going to be that God will just continue right. to use us That's there right. in Japan and impact the world That's for Christ. Right. Uh, okay, we'll close us and get us ready yeah. for next week. Well, Pops, it's good to be home. It's good to have you. Good to see your smiling face this morning. <laughs> I missed it so much. Hey, I, I hope today was helpful for you and an encouragement to you. And if it was, I would love it if you would go ahead and hit that subscribe button uh, so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review. That helps us get word out about our podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.